I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Internet Marketing. This is Internet Marketing brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.com. And I'm joined by... Belize Sailing. And I'm Andy White, of course. Um, abandoned shopping carts. Yeah. Very, very sad uh, to think of abandoned shopping carts. Yeah. And I know that you uh, <laughs> dealt with an unnamed client recently who had a bit of a shopping cart issue. And uh, and let's talk about that because I don't know if we've touched on it before. We might have touched on it very briefly, but... Mm. It's interesting because me with my analytical mind, it's all about processes breaking down, isn't it, if you've got abandoned shopping carts. Tell us about your experience with the the client. We normally look at shopping cart abandonment rates Mm. um, when we're looking at conversion rate optimization, And we we often do it with clients. Um, They come to us and say, we want to drive more traffic to Mm. the site. And, you know, because if we have more people come to the site, more people buy stuff and we'll increase revenue that way. Um, But one of the things we always look at is whether the traffic that is coming to the site is converting well enough. So, you know, you look at your existing traffic numbers and then you look at the conversions and, you know, if that number is quite disjointed, then then what, what they're not doing is getting the value from the traffic that they already have. So before you spend too much time and too much money throwing more people at your site, make sure that when they get there, um, that process to convert and actually spend money is as easy as possible. Mm. Um, so one of the areas we we do start looking at is the basket process, you know, and that's when someone obviously has seen a product, clicked on it, added to basket. Mm. Um, and we look at what happens then for the customer. Um, we look at what percentage of people then go on to complete that purchase, um, what kind of purchase me- methods they use. And for those people that don't complete, so just leave the website mm. um, and don't actually complete, we look at where there might be potential issues and we use google analytics as well as on-page assessments and we do things that you know we complete goals ourselves on the website to have sort of try and have a bit of a a, get a feel of where issues might be arising so we we did this for a customer and they're they're a fashion brand and you know we found that the the conversion rate was fairly low we we would expect it to be higher for the kind of brand that they are Mm. Um, and just having a look through the process, we looked at the the sort of traffic flow and the the user journeys through the site, and sort of looked at where where people were dropping off. Where were they going? Were they just leaving the site completely, or were they going somewhere else? And we found a fairly significant portion of people were getting to the basket and the shopping cart mm. page, and then bouncing back to the delivery page. 
So, yeah, so we thought, okay, so something in this, there's obviously a question around the delivery that's not being answered by the time they get to the point of putting in their credit card. And this is all from Google Analytics, was it, looking at the page hits and things? Yeah, looking at Google Analytics, and you can see, um, you know, and obviously we we created a segmentation just for the basket. Yeah. um, And then looked at for, for, for those users that were getting to that point where were they going next? And obviously you can see in analytics which pages your users are clicking on mm. next, if they're going back to another page or if they're going back to the home page and, you know, start to get an idea of whether the customers are, are, are having any frustrations. Um, so we thought, well, obviously there's an issue. If, some, if people are going back to the delivery page, there's something that's, that they're checking, something that's not been answered at that point. Mm. Um, so we went through and we, you know, we completed the cart a few times and, you know, we looked at the different options that were available. And one of the things that the, the company offers is free delivery if you spend it over a certain amount. So we added, obviously, enough products over that amount into the basket. And the, the actual basket itself has sort of three to four different pages. Um, so as you, you know, you confirm the items you want and then you can go in, you have to create an account and then you have to go in and put in your credit card details mm. and press confirm. And then it takes you to a final page, which is a final, final confirmation, you know, yeah. with everything up to that point summarized in one page and then you pay. It was only on that final page that the delivery cost was taken off. Right. So all through the other pages and, you know, even to the page where somebody is putting in their credit card details. Um, and that page did look as if that was it. You were paying at yes, that point. Yes, yes, yes. Um, even though it took you to so a final. So people were bottling out and just, oh, it's well, not going to get taken off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. they were bouncing back. And, you know, and obviously, you know, getting to that point, I thought, I thought it was free delivery. Mm. There's something up here. I'll go back to the delivery page. They've gone back to the delivery page. It says that they get free delivery, but as far as they're concerned, that mm. hasn't actioned during the checkout. So they so they've bounced off. Yes. There was also another issue. Um, there was a you know a banner on the bottom of the page that said express delivery available. Mm. Um, and again, this is about understanding from the client's perspective how these phrases and these terms and these offers are understood by your customers. And this one. What it actually meant was all delivery options are express. <laughs> right. Um, but there was only one delivery option. And I think from, and it's about understanding from a customer perspective, that would normally indicate that there was an option to pay for a faster delivery. Um, yeah. So, you know, either next day or one to two days uh, would be your express, whereas the standard might be five to seven days. So, you know, I think this is, you know, it's, it's quite important for, you know, when we highlighted this to the client, you know, they were quite surprised and, and actually recognised where that might be driving people um, away from from their shopping cart. You know, so they were able to go in and fix that. And, I mean, it's, it's obviously only happened quite recently. We're still looking at the data. But, we, you know, we expect to see less people dropping out. Yeah, yeah. Um, and those people that are dropping out, we expect to see a massive reduction in the number of people that are then bouncing back to the delivery page. So we're still in the review process at the moment, but it's it's taking that combination of, you know, the, the shopping cart as it is works. It's not mm. broken, mm. Um, but it's not being presented in the order that the customer would expect to see it. So you're not answering those key questions. Um, and, you know, the, the mix of using analytics and on page with customer insight is, you know, that's how you find the issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's no good looking at, at, at one segment or only one piece of data. Um, you need to understand how the consumer journey works and what people want at certain times. 
So um, obviously anyone involved in e-commerce will be aware of um, the e-cart abandonment rates as something that, that, you know, needs sort of reviewing and needs to keep an eye on. And eConsulty have written a quite a nice blog this week, actually, and six tactics for reducing cart abandonment rates. So I just thought we'd just sort of do a bit of a summary of these. Are these like golden rules, things to avoid? They're things to help. Things to help. Yeah, things to avoid and things to help. And it's about understanding, you know, the, the, the tactics are there to reduce shopping cart abandonment rates and improve the experience mm. for the customer. You know, there are always going to be people that drop out of your shopping cart, you know, for various reasons. Um, not always because they're not getting what they want. You know, they just, they drop out or, you know, they change their mind or they decide to think about it a bit more. Or they get distracted, you know, they, they walk away from their computer. You know, so many reasons. But one of the things um, we always talk to clients about is the idea of retargeting. And this is about contacting those people who have abandoned their shopping cart and giving them a nudge. Mm. Um, it can be as simple as just an email saying, you know, hey, you've still got shopping, you know, in your cart. Do you want to come back and finish it? And remind them of an offer that's on or remind them of your delivery times mm. or, you know, you don't necessarily have to offer them anything extra, but give them a reason to want to come back. Yeah. You know, you can, some some brands do this. They offer, you know, if you come back and complete within 12 hours, they will offer you free delivery um, or, you know, a voucher or, or or something, some incentive, especially for larger, you know, shopping basket um, amounts. So, you know, if it's quite a major purchase, they might offer you a little bit of a discount. So it's kind of a cleaning up of abandoned shopping carts, really. It's saying... Uh... Your, your shopping cart was found abandoned on some waste ground and we'd like you to... It is, yeah. <laughs> to um, I mean, put it some, through the till. Um, you know, just looking at the, at the stats, um, you know, in terms of the average um, abandonment rates in retail, you know, we've got things like you see, 74% mm. of consumer electronics. That's quite a lot. It is high, isn't it? It's a lot of people dropping out. Um, you know, 70%, 72% style and fashion. Again, it's a lot of people adding stuff to cart and then leaving it. Um, however, they found that with retargeting, so the first 12 hours is the most important. Mm. So sending them a direct email, often people will have entered an email address, you know, to be able to access their shopping cart. So you've Can got I have a little rant at this stage? I, th- I wonder how many of those 74%, and I think this might just be a UK problem, but I wonder how many of those 74% were caused by verified by Visa. Because I've abandoned so many online purchases of that <laughs> form because I can't remember the password. Yeah. And I've just abandoned and gone to the shops and bought it. Yeah. Well, yeah, that could be actually. And it seems to be, yeah, it seems to be a bit hit and miss, which, which, yeah. you know, uh, you when might... it comes up now, it doesn't ask it, it just comes up briefly and disappears. It's weird. Yeah. I don't know why that is. I think is. They, they do that. Um, they make a judgment about how risky the purchase is. Right. Um, so if it's a website that you've used regularly before and it's mm. a small amount, they might not ask for the verification. Mm. Um, so, but they, they judge it on risk. So they right. ask for the extra verification if they think the risk is over a certain level. I'm sure that thing must be having an impact on... It could be, actually. Because on, on it, 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 I, I have abandoned several times mm. because of it. Well, one other thing, actually, just to go off on a bit, just a little bit of a tangent. We like tangents. Um, we do. One of the other things that we did find with this client as well is that they had PayPal as an option mm. for payment. But what they weren't doing is tracking the traffic that used PayPal. Because obviously when you pay for with PayPal, you have to click on the link and it takes you off the site. Mm. It takes you to PayPal's own website to complete the purchase. And so one thing we found with the client, they weren't tracking those people. So it looked as if they were dropping out, Ah. Um, but they actually weren't. So, 
you know, one of the things I'd, I'd recommend doing is if you are going to be looking at this is to, you know, really have a look at your analytics and make sure that you are tracking um, all payment options, you know, especially things like PayPal that take you off. Um, is that because the they come off the site and it's difficult to tie them back in when they come back onto the site? Well, they look like a it, new user or something? It, it's not difficult to track. They just weren't tracking it. Oh, OK. Because of course uh, they've got to come back to the same page, aren't they? The verified page. They come back to the verified page, yeah. but there wasn't, there wasn't a match up between those people. You know, they weren't looking at the abandonment rates and looking at then, right. you know. Is the analysis of the data. Yeah, there's like a little, obviously, the little gap where that user comes off the site and goes yeah. back on. So it wasn't quite correlating. Mm. Um, so, it's you know, we've obviously now set that up so that they're tracking it properly. Yeah. When we're talking about re, retargeting, you know, the data that the e-consultancy are quoting is, um, you know, within the first 12 hours, um, approximately 72% we'll actually come back and complete that process. So even though the, the abandonment rate is high, if it's, you know, 75% drop off, 72% of those people will actually come back and complete that purchase um, within the first sort of 12 to 24 hours. Um, and, you know, companies can do that by sending emails. Oh, it's worth doing it then, isn't it? It is really worth doing it. There's also the remarketing with um, PPC. I mean, you know, if you go onto a, a website and... You look at a particular product. Um, you know, I had a fancy dress party last week and I was looking for um, those sort of half moon spectacles, yeah. like old lady specs, mm. um, on Amazon. And they're following me around now, uh, wherever I go. Oh, this yeah. really creepy thing where you're on a website and you see that, hang on a minute, I was looking at that a couple of days ago. Yeah. Why has that appeared on the side, on the adverts on the yeah. side? Yeah. So I didn't, I put it into my basket in Amazon and I didn't complete because mm. the, um, I'd left it too late and the delivery time was too long. So I didn't buy that particular product. But obviously now it is following me around. Mm. Um, if I had wanted that item, um, and that you know, and that the reason for me wanting it hadn't already passed, I may well have clicked on that link. And I have done in the past if I've looked at items, um, and then I've seen an ad for that specific item when I'm on Facebook, or you know, I have clicked through to it and then gone on and, and purchased the product. Now here's the big question. This is very technical. How do you do that? Um, is it easy to do? Well, I mean, you'd, you'd set it up through um, your normal sort of paid campaigns. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't even begin to tell you how to do it technically, mm. but we could, you know, we could do maybe do a session on that later on. Mm. Um, it relies on obviously cookies being enabled. So you need to know that that particular user has looked at that product and then you can target them based on the fact that they've got a cookie stored on the computer that shows that they've actually, yeah. you know, added that product. So that's a very, very basic level. I'm hoping that's actually correct. Um, I think it is. I'm quite yeah. technical and it sounds about right. For I these. think it is about yeah. right, isn't it? It's kept in the browser, actually. Yes. The browser keeps hold of it. Yeah. The browser keeps hold of it. So, yeah, so you can, you know, then, then target that product at that user. And I think, you know, I think when you're, when you're thinking about the number of people that are bouncing out, you know, if you only had like 10 people, then it's, it's not worth putting that kind of money into it. Mm. But if you're looking at that kind of percentages, those are customers that have expressed an interest in your products to the point where they've added it to a basket. Mm. So in terms of just that trigger to make them go back and complete that purchase, you don't necessarily have to work very hard. Um, and I think if you can be, you know, increasing your conversion rates, you know, by when we, you'd be looking at pulling in what an extra, from those people that dropped out, that 75%, you know, you're looking at 72% of those. Mm that you're pulling back and completing a purchase. And so that's far easier than trying to get that level of new customers. 
and driving them to your website, especially because, you know, if you know that 75% of all your new traffic mm. is also going to drop out at the basket as well. So, you know, you, you do have to work very hard to get new users. Um, I mean, obviously you should be doing that as well, but it's about first look at your current customers and look at how well they're converting. Mm. Um, you know, the second point on the blog is what we've discussed. You know, this is transparent, be transparent about shipping costs and time. Yeah. Let people know right up front because that may be a key factor for them. You know, if they want it for this weekend or if they want it for, for a specific event and they want to, you know, they want to know how much they've got to pay for their shipping, make sure that you're answering those questions early on. You know, some websites even go as far as if they've got free delivery over a certain amount. I think New Look is one of these. Um, it keeps a little summary of your shopping cart in the top right hand corner. Yeah. Um, and it actually tells you you only have to spend X amount more to get free delivery. Incentive, yeah. And the amount of times I've added something extra to my basket mm. because I might be three pounds short. Yeah. Um, and the delivery cost is five ninety nine. So for me, I'll add something else to the basket. Yes. You know, I'll, yeah. I'll spend that money and actually get a product rather than than spend it on the delivery charge. Yeah. So these are incentives for people to add more products. You know, but it's about making sure it's clear up front because people, that is something that people do care about. Don't wait until they're at the point of putting their card details in because you probably already lost them. Yeah, it's keeping people informed up front, isn't it? Not giving them conflicting information, which I think is a very good way of losing a customer. It is, yes. Um, like I said, because, you know, often people, you know, they do have a time limit on something or they just want it really quickly. Mm. Um, so, you know, be, be honest about that. And then, you know, your customers can decide if, if they still want to add that to to their basket. Isn't that how they killed the aliens in Independence Day? They put a virus into the spaceship, which gave the spaceship two conflicting bits of information. Maybe not. I can't remember. <laughs> anyway. I can't remember that. Please. I thought, no, didn't they die from all the germs? It was an actual no, virus, No, that was War of the Worlds. It? That was War of the Worlds. Oh, yes. yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yes, the sci-fi podcast is coming starting next week. <laughs> well, I think that the, the main point is, is, is around... Um, you know, getting that process to work as well as possible. So you're getting the absolute maximum revenue from all of the traffic that's going through your site, old and new. Fantastic. Felice, once again, thank you so much. And with that, we'll call it a day here at the Internet Marketing Studio, Towers. Um, if you want to give us a phone call, we do have a special number, um, plus four four one two seven three two five six. 150. If you want to leave a message or a question, don't forget questions. Also, you can email us at podcast at sitevisibility.co.uk. If you want to go to the website where the podcast can be found, it's sitevisibility.com slash impodcast. And of course, we love reviews on iTunes. Please give us reviews and ratings. And we'll see you next time on Internet Marketing Sets. Goodbye from me, Andy White. And goodbye from me, Felice Sailing. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.